Hey, hello everybody. I am so excited to be here today. Today is the first inaugural ever, ever, ever Polish Pod Cafe. And I am Laura Shaponik. I am, what am I? I'm the... The, the Polish girl? Yeah, I am the Polish girl. I own that Polish girl catering. I am a staple on the west side of Grand Rapids. And today for my guest, I have um, Greg Roslanik. And thank you for inviting me. What fun. And today's the first podcast, so we're like all over the place on what we're going to talk about. But coming up forward, we've got lots of good ideas of cool things we're going to do. And um, I told Greg because he's an old West Sider too. Let's talk about some of the cool things on the West Side and growing up in Grand Rapids. And this podcast is going to be anything Polish. We were going to call it the Polka, but it's Polish. We want to we want to talk about anything and everything Polish. Food, music, cooks. Cooks, old timers, everything. And Greg um is also a member of the Polish Heritage Society in Grand Rapids. So he's got some stuff there about Polish Heritage Society, right? Some upcoming stuff? You're correct, yep. So what do you got there on the list? I am, first of all, I am acting first vice president on the board of directors with the Polish Heritage Society. And uh, some of our upcoming events, on May 4th, we're going to have a Malbrook dance recital. On May 10th, Polish-American night, and that's always a big one at Whitecaps 53rd Ballpark. And then May 17th and 18th, there's going to be a special Grand Rapids Symphony featuring Chopin music. And then the big one every year, and it's always the last weekend, full weekend of August, our Polish festival that takes place downtown Rosa Park Circle. And, you know, that's good that you mentioned that because some people get confused about Pulaski Days and Polish Heritage. And um, the Polish Heritage Society and Pulaski Days, even though they're friends hand-in-hand, they're told two totally different things, aren't they, Greg? They are. Yes, they are. The Polish Heritage Society used to call it the Harvest Fest, but then we have just changed it a little bit. Dzienki. Right, exactly. Thank I need you. A, I need a Dzienki of water. Do you? (laughs) But it's basically harvest time in Poland, and we celebrate that downtown. And uh, it's a three-day event starting at noon on Friday, August 23rd, and we go right till the end on uh, Sunday, August 25th, when things close up at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Music and different festivities and all the booths open up every day at noon. And our traditional uh, singing of the Polish national anthem. And uh, various uh, concession stands, cook selling Polish food. You've been involved with us. Yeah, I've done a food booth there for many, many years. And I've kind of retired now. But um, there's not just Polish food. And, of course, piwa. And piwa is beer. Your alcoholic beverage. Yeah, yeah huh. Yeah. we got the Tyski, the Warka, wine coolers, pop. You know, just Polish pop, we like to call it. But, yeah, and it's not just that. They have um, dancing and music. And guess who's coming this year, kids? Tell them, Greg, who's oh, coming. Yeah. The juiciest of the juice. You betcha. All the way, all the way from Massachusetts this year, we're going to feature what our headline band is going to be, Lenny Gamolka and the Chicago Push, and they'll be performing both Friday and Saturday night downtown. That is so exciting. And we're looking very forward to it. 
Well, yeah, because to get these, I mean, for some people, a polka band is a polka band, but then there's polka bands. And this is a polka band because they're huge. They're from Massachusetts. And this guy's won, what has he won? Several awards. Great. Several, several Grammy awards, yes. Yeah, and he's got several albums out there and stuff. Lenny Gamoka, push it. Push it. And you guys will be pushing it. Oh, what's the song? Push it. Push it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And the Red Rubber Ball and the Witch Doctor and um, all the good songs that Lenny sings. And hopefully maybe the week before uh, the festival, you can have him join you in a recording here. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, this is our first inaugural podcast, and we're talking about all things Polish. And like I said, we're going to be all over the map talking about my busha, your busha, because, and here's another thing too, is Greg grew up on the West side. He's a West sider. He was on Vito street and they had a bajillion kids. How many kids did you guys have? I had seven brothers and sisters. All in one house. Yes. And that house is still standing there, believe it or not. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's still on Vito. You bet. And my uncle, Joe Ropes or Joe Ropeleski. Next door neighbor. Next door neighbor. And the Roslanics next door used to put in this gigantic Titanic garden I remember your papa or your judge or your dad with this huge garden every year. Remember and I that? Was, oh, yeah, and I was the rototiller. <laughs> That's so oh, funny. yeah. But we all did it, though, back in oh, the yeah. day. Oh, yeah, yep. You know, and then my uncle, Joe Ropes, lived next door, but they were far from culinary anythings other than cocktail, not hour at noon. And I was the watchdog to make sure they didn't reach over the fence. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And then my uncle John Charnetsky bought a house right kitty corner from you on california that's correct yeah yep and then we were on excuse me we were on um well we were on um straight street we were on straight street four houses from the railroad tracks my busha which is my grandma and my judge lived on gunnison across the street from the pea shooters or the peshawas Remember that? And they oh, had a Good huge... old Val Peshawa. Oh, man, he was like a staple at Kashushka Hall well, forever. I mean, Val Peshawa. And growing up, you know, for me, I grew up in the Polish halls, as I'm sure you did. You right? bet. Our yep. West Side yep. Polish halls. But it wasn't about... Back then, it wasn't about getting drunk and drunk driving. I mean, it was so different back then. When I was younger, I would go to the Polish halls, Kashushka Hall, which is Sacred Heart Club on Park and Gunnison, because, of course, we love Gunnison and Straight. I would sit at the bar... When um, I was younger, and I would talk to Val Peshawa and a couple other older guys, and we would talk about gardening and butternut bread and just how butternut bread came to the west side. Because remember the Roskamps Bakery? You bet, yeah. It's still there. Yep. And um, we used to talk about gardening tips and how to compost and how to make Polish food. Did you do that too? Did you go to the clubs? Yeah, but I went to uh, socialize and uh, always listen to the fish stories. That yeah. uh, Val Pershawa, and I know you know, remember Steve Hodina. Oh, God, Stefan. Oh, yeah. Jeez. The two fishermen that knew where to catch the fish in Reeds Lake. Well, they knew where to catch the Miller. Yeah. The, the Miller fish. <laughs> yeah. But the only thing they had to learn is how to plug the boat. Yeah. <laughs> That was so funny. They'd back the oh. boat in and the plug was out of the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. but, but you know, and then that same thing as Sacred Heart Club is affiliated with Kashushka Hall. And Kashushka Hall had a men's fisherman's club. Remember the club? And they had yep. a cabin in Baldwin. A sportsman's club. Yeah, it was a sportsman's club. But see what I mean? The history of some of these halls. St. Ladislaus, a block away, they had property. 
Oh, I never right knew on that. the river. Oh yeah, and then they would hold their annual picnics in the summer right on their property. And do you remember Polish vets? Oh, do I? My my dad lived at Polish vets, didn't he? Whoever whoever was that? And I remember the um Haggerty's, Donnie Haggerty, and yeah. what was his brother's name? Oh, I Dick. There was Dick, Dick Haggerty, and then his little and brother. And I think Dick hung out a lot at Sixth Street Hall. Yep, because I remember that was my dad's best friends. Okay. His Dick, Dicky, Dicky, do they call them? Yep. And those those guys, you know, they used to hang out at the halls too. And, and then Hank, don't forget Polish Falcons. Yeah, Polish Falcons, man, that place is like so much history. Oh yes. And, and now you're that, still there. Oh yeah. Yep. And Tell now us. that they've remodeled, I mean, if you haven't been in there in a while, it's worth going. Tell us about Polish Falcons, Greg. Getting very, very active. Always have things going on. Uh, Rich Naraki is the acting president right now for the next couple years. The same crew of board members got reelected for a two-year term. The upstairs, believe it or not, and the downstairs have been completely remodeled. And, you know, I was in there. I catered there a couple weeks ago, and I was upstairs, and I couldn't believe it. It's still the nostalgia but the kitchen, I remember us cooking there, my busha, and we would have to carry all them pots and pans. We were young back then. I was, what, in grade school? But that's what you did. You know, when you worked with your busha, you made $8 or $10 for the whole day, and you washed dishes and everything. But getting back to Polish Falcons, they had that wooden staircase, which is still there. Yep. And when I climbed those stairs, but the kitchen up there is, it's the same, but it's not. It's remodeled. You know, remember when they had that dumb waiter in between the kitchen and the other area where the bar is? Is it still there? It's still there. And that's, that's where they haul up, you know, when you have a reception upstairs, you need a keg of beer. It goes on the dump on the elevator and right upstairs. And that's been there the how many years? How old is your club? Oh, uh, close to a hundred. Because I know Fifth Street, which is I became a member of later. But I born and raised in um, Sacred Heart Club, I was, and then Polish Falcons because of my dad. But, I mean, that hall's been there forever. And yep. it's nice to see that they're redoing these halls and keeping them up to code so we don't close our doors, which is why we do Pulaski Weekend. That's correct. And yeah. that's what—that's the other end of the And that used to be one of my most favorite uh, places to entertain when I played polka music with the Triple Airs because I was only a half a block away. You know, oh, you could stumble home from there. <laughs> never had to drive. I'd walk to the job, walk home. The next morning, I had an uncle that did the cleaning years ago. His name was John Roselanik. I'd call him up at Falcons, maybe 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. We'd get done at playing at midnight. We didn't tear our equipment down. It was safe to leave it there. I'd call Uncle John the next morning. Can I come and get it? Yep. You know, Polish vets, here we come. That yeah. was our, you know, back in the what? What should I say? The seventies or so. It had a been lot. Even maybe the there 60s. were maybe twelve, fifteen different polka bands always performing, but because all of us guys were busy all every weekend doing what we enjoyed doing, our last stop would be Polish Vets oh. on Saturday night because their music went till one thirty in the morning. And um, Dick, Dick, and I can't remember his other his brother's name, but his sister bartended there, behind the bar, and she used to always buy me little things when my dad would take me in there. Because for my dad, I mean, when we did get to see my dad, which was few far in between, because 
my mom wouldn't let him see us because he never paid child support and he was a drunk and blah, blah, blah. True story. True story. But anyways, um, so we would go there and we would sit at the bar and drink pop and my dad would drink and we talked to, what was her name? We're going to have to find out. But we're going to actually have a point where you guys are going to be able to um, email us online because we're going to be live online and people will hopefully respond when we're on the air to answer some of our burning questions. You bet. About, you know, who Dickie Doo's sister was and her little brother. Uh-huh. You know. Yep. But, you know, and I, I hate to say this, but Dickie Doo's brother, they used to call him Jockstrap. Do you remember that? Hilarious. Put you on the floor dying. And I was just like, you can't believe it. Yeah. And, you know, okay, here's another one, too. That, and no, by the way, Polish Falcons is still around. You can become a member. That's what people say. Oh, you got to be Polish and you got to be Catholic and blah, blah, blah to belong to these Polish halls. That's totally untrue. Anybody can be a member, correct? You bet. And some but even they have... want to want everybody to be active members. That's the big catch, you know. Anybody can be a member and hold a card because of, you know, their type of liquor license. It's considered a private club, so... You know, just not anybody off the street any day of the week can walk in there and expect to be served. You have to be a member or you can bring your friends with you, you know. Yeah. But and the, the, and I, the main thing is a lot of people I want to join to say I'm a member of Polish Falcons. Well, that's nice, but we want you to be active and help us out. That's what keeps the club going. Well, and the thing, too, is let's let's kind of get on what it means to be active. We're not talking you have to go there and scrub the floor on your hands and knees, which oh. years ago my boosher used to have to do at Sacred Heart. But tell us what it means to be active, to be an active member. Stop down once in a while, you know, not every day. You don't have to be down there. But when there's functions going on, be willing to help out. That's what? the big thing. Well, yeah, and people don't understand willing to help out doesn't mean you need to be strapped to the stove for eight hours and not have no. any fun in an event. No. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. Yep. You know, like, for instance, you know, like just picking up the tables or just simple things, They right? have a annual burrito night coming up. You know, they need people to uh, wait on tables and help the elderly, you know, and a little bit of the cleanup, but they're – and – the before preparation, during the burrito night, and the cleanup, you know, that's all part of being a member. And that's and, what keeps the club going. Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing, too, is what I love about this total thing about these Polish halls is it's a private club. And you can go, hello, baby, we belong to a private club. <laughs> and it's not the yacht club. Uh-huh. It's the Polar club. Yeah. You know, it's cool because it is a private club. I mean... You know, we're like in East Grand Rapids, baby. We have private clubs that you can be a member at, right? You're correct, yeah. Yeah, and the thing, too, is private clubs, you would think, okay, because like Cascade Country Club or whoever, I'm sure it's not cheap to be there, but uh, what's what's the rates over there to be a member at your place at Polish Falcons? Um, right now, I believe the dues is $50 a year. 50 bucks a year, and you get full privileges. You betcha. Yep, and you know you, the play you can rent to have any type of party whatsoever, anything from a birthday party, to a wedding shower or a wedding reception, either upstairs or down. They will accommodate according to how many people, and you know when you're a member, you have your special rates. So, it it just 
you're holding a membership card, but you're proud to be a member, but they want you to be active and help out. Well, yeah, it's like sky. And that's what makes it work. (laughs) Well, too, and then I know at Fifth Street Hall, I've been a member there for many, many years. I cook there a lot, and I do their Pulaski weekend food. But to be a member of Fifth Street Hall, it's 35 when you first become a member because you have to be pay a membership to get into the organization. Then it's only 30 bucks a year. And some of these other halls are even cheaper, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and some halls, believe it or not, I know there's still some halls where only the men can be a member and the women have to join the auxiliary. And that's an old thing, too. Remember the old women's auxiliaries? Oh, yeah. In fact, Polish Falcon still has that. They have the men's society and the women's society. Doesn't that sound richy, though? My husband is in the but you know with the men. This is very unique over there, and not that uh, we're just kind of focusing on just Polish Falcons, but the both the women and the men work together arm in arm. The women help out the men. The men will be willing to help out the women, and that's what makes a successful uh, organization. Yeah, and it's not really gender specific anymore. No. Nope. Because I know, like, back in the day, the women the women would make the men's breakfast. The men would have a men's breakfast, and the women would do that. And then the women's society, the men would do stuff for them, too. I mean, it was that's just one of the things. But, I mean, there were cool things. You bet. I mean, like doing the Easter thing. What do men know about Easter? You know what I mean? So the women would kind of do that. And then the men would do the other things. My favorite thing at your club is when Kenny Kloonstra dresses up as the Easter bunny for your annual (laughs) Easter thing. But see, that's another thing at these clubs. They have Christmas parties for the kids. It's not just adults. Family-oriented. Yeah. You guys do the Easter thing. Yes, we do. You do a picnic. Yep. And then um, the Christmas parties are huge. Yep. Now we're doing burger nights. And that's family. Yep. And uh, they also have a uh, burrito night coming up very shortly. Yeah, and Fifth Street Hall has the same things, uh-huh. you know, pretty much. But And you know what? I used to sit at at, um, at the bar over there at Kashushka Hall, and I would talk to Val Peshawa and stuff. And um, he used to tell me about Fifth Street Hall, that the bar used to be down the middle. If you go to Fifth Street Hall and you walk in the main level, the main bar used to be right down the middle of that building. And around that, there was a dance floor to the left or to the right of it. And the kids would come down on Friday or Saturday. They would go to church, cross street to the Basilica. Afterwards, they would come to it. It was their social club. And the kids would all sit around the dance floor, and a polka band would play. Or I don't even know if they had polka bands. Guys would just bring their instruments and play. And the kids would sit around that dance floor, and he says, I remember the beads from the women's dresses brushing across my face as they danced around the floor. And I just thought that was the neatest thing ever. Yeah. That these little kids, and what did we do when we were kids? We used to hang out by the band and whatever, and we were where we were very well behaved, correct? You're right. Because your parents back then just had to give you that look. And the only thing we didn't like is, you know, back then, the Polish tradition when you had a Polish wedding was maybe a 10 o'clock ceremony in the church, and then you would go, let's use... Uh, Kushushka Hall, for instance, immediately following for breakfast. And then you had the break in the afternoon where the uh, bride and groom did all the pictures and everything Mm -hmm. else. And then you came back at night for the reception. 
the band would start at eight o'clock and because we were young we were i'll never ever forget it we were maybe allowed to listen to two or three numbers and it's time to go home to the babysitter yes why can't we stay yeah, because yeah. we were dancing and playing and right. having a good time. But then my mom, my parents used to always tell us it was adult time, which exactly. is true. Yes, yep. it was true. Yep. We, the kids didn't need to see, um, and I can understand it now as an adult. Would how would you explain an adult? I don't know. You just there's some things and some words that you wouldn't want your children to pick up, you know. But I mean, you know, when they're drinking, they really don't need to be there. Right. But we would all have somebody in charge, and we would go to Aunt Margie's house and. Chrissy or somebody would babysit us or whatever. But we had a ball. We got to play with all our cousins. You bet. You know, we Run all Run around the dance floor before the music started. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let's talk about Polish weddings and stuff for sure. Um, a Polish wedding back in the day, because I'm a caterer and I'm a huge foodie, accountant uh, by trade for 21 years and stuff. And then, I don't know, somehow God turned on a light and said, you need to take care of my people and feed them. So, it, and my grandma was a caterer for years. So a Polish wedding food, what's traditional for you guys? What What is the back in the day, what did they have? Chicken, meatballs, kielbasa. Yes, isn't that so funny? And it wasn't this boneless, skinless, six-ounce chicken breast. It was bone-in chicken. You and bet. I want to get um, Big Mickey Zagumnia's daughter, Marianne Daly, up here because Big Mickey was a huge, famous Eastside cook. I mean, super famous cook. And she had her, her way. She did her chicken. My Fried. Busha, yeah. And then my Busha did it another way. Big black cast iron uh, frying pans. Remember those? Yep. 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 And um, I remember carrying them things up and down them stairs at Polish Falcons back in the day. And um, my Busha did it another way. Frida Klako. She's another huge, huge Polish cook. And she had her chicken another way, too. But it was all about the secret of that wonderful baked and chicken back then. believe it or not, that's who cooked when uh, my wife, Julie, and I got married for our reception. God, and then you would have the mashed potatoes and the salad. Remember yeah. the salad with the Henry's Tasty dressing on it? it, and it was, yeah, you didn't have to say pass the dressings. It, it was, was already the, on there. You bet. That was the way it was. Yep. And then, of course, the delicious dinner rolls. That I don't know if the oh well, the women got them from American Bakery, which is long gone. Yeah, another Jeez. place that we miss dearly. Yeah, that steam baked oven rye bread, thin Ugh. sliced. Thin sliced. Yep. And you know what's funny because now we go all the way to Detroit to New Palace Bakery to pick up our oven. Well, it's, it's called a steam oven, and Seymour could tell us more about that oven and how that bread is so close. But when you walk into New Palace Bakery in Detroit. Those yellow little trays that the donuts are on and the wooden glass doors and the cases that the donuts are in and the little sweets. Doesn't that remind you of American Bakery? It does. Oh, man. It just took took me right back home. Because as a little girl, how many times did you go, too, as a young man, to get your bread at American Bakery and stand in line? That's what I was just going to say. Yep. You would stand Holidays, in line. Yeah. Easter, Christmas, whatever. When the holidays came, it was tradition. You had to have American bakery, homemade Polish rye bread. And we liked it, not regular cut, but thin cut. Yep. And there were many times I went 
and came home and I they would tell me please don't close the plastic bag because they just came out of the oven that's you know they prepare it maybe two days ahead of time but it was so popular they just couldn't keep up with it and it got to the point where they were serving and there were times when they even told me that the bread was too warm to even be sliced yet that was, you know, that's just good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just so Memories. good. And then there was a place <clears throat> on the corner of, I want to say it was Stocking and Lake Michigan Drive, and there was a little teeny bakery that did donuts. And I, I want to say the name of it was called The Milk Jug. And there used to be, you know, and then there was that Photoshop across the street. Okay. And then wasn't there, because my boucher used to go there and get donuts for church there. I don't know why, but. We used to get those donuts from church, those glazed donuts there. And I used to get a little box of animal crackers. And I wanted, and I swear I remember they were 29 cents for the box. And it was shaped like an animal uh, thing for the, for the circus with the tiger in it. And I don't know, it was weird. But I just something I remember as a kid. And I remember the milk in the glass bottle. Oh, yeah. And then we were done with the glass bottle. And um, it's just hilarious, the things we remember. <laughs> We can go on and on and on. No, but yeah, the things about the Polish halls is, you know, and on the east side too, and I want to get on this podcast. I want to get some people from the east side. If you're an east sider of Grand Rapids, and I don't care if you're two or 200, I want to hear about the east side growing up, where you guys hung out, what parks you went to. Because John Ball Park, you one hung, I used to go there and kiss a lot of boys. Did you go to, I mean, sure, you didn't kiss a lot of boys, but. Well, I hope not. No. <laughs> But did you go sliding there? Tobogganing on Tobogganing. the big hill. Yep. Yes. And then and then ice skating. Yeah, ice skating was all oh man. Ice oh, skating yeah. was yeah. the big thing back in the day. And we had our own ice skates. You know, we would trade them down, you know, through the I don't know if your family, but we would get them from other families because they all had big kids. And we would pass them down to each other, and we'd go get them. Remember getting your ice skates sharpened? Oh, yes. Yep. They used to take them to vans. And remember the very first time I actually was able to get my pair of figure skates because I hated hockey skates. Oh, what's the difference between a hockey skate and a figure skate? Figure skate is more for competition, I think. Oh, so you could go faster. Right, and I think maybe a little thinner blade. I don't know, but... You know, were you like grease lightning on the ice, Greg? At, in them days, yes. <laughs> now, you'd have to put me on a sled and pull me. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? I know huh? there's things now that you were older that, and I'm not that old. I'm only 55, but there's things that I remember. And on the that was the big thing. You would come home from school, you would do your homework, throw on your ice skates, and we would walk in our ice skates from Garfield. Um, down to Richmond Park is where my thing was, but to really kiss the boys, they flooded Valley Field. Remember that? And you could go there and then also John Ball Park. And I remember many a times going to John Ball Park, walking all the way from Garfield in Richmond in my skates all the way down, believe it or not, to John Ball Park because there were cute boys and they had this island in the middle and that's where the boys... They boy called it Lover's Lane. Yes, you yes. You could skate around it. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And the boys... Um, would kiss you on the island. So we had, of course, you know, we had to check it out. I had a girlfriend growing up. Her name was Beanie, Joni Maslowski. And I was like, come on, Bean. Both our parents are gone. Let's go to John <laughs> So much fun. But we were, we were, it was different back then. You know, I mean, 
you could do it, but you would never think of doing the things that some girls think now. It's just the way we were raised. Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, if you sm- took a drag off a cigarette back then, it was like, huge. Now kids get into all this other stuff, which I'm not saying that stuff probably was maybe around back then, but it's just how we were raised. But I mean, and then the tobogganing, what fun was that? Oh, there used to be... Did you guys go way up on the hill? And way up. Yep. Way up. And By used, the ball diamond. Yeah, and it would spit out towards the base. Same thing at Richmond Park. They had one that had a curve to it, and then um, it had a big bump at the end. I don't know how the bump got there. The kids, and I remember my brothers going to build up the, the sides of the run for the toboggan run, and um, they would go up there, and then they had ended up naming one of the runs called the Nutcracker. Let's go on the Nutcracker. And it was named appropriately for the reason but you know it was hilarious but we used to do that we used to gosh we used to do all that cool stuff and i can remember times uh pitching a tent tom Uzarski's mom and dad lived right on garfield across from lincoln park you know we'd pitch a tent on the weekend and sleep outside they, nowadays no i would never let my kids nah. we used to do that too with the girls and beanie's backyard or our backyard we would put up a big tent and we just, we would do fun. Oh, we used to play Ding Dong Ditch It too, did you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was all harmless. Oh, yeah. Back yep. in the day. And then the crank phone calls. <laughs> we can go on and on I and know, on. we can go on and on. And but I think what? that's what's going to be fun about this. I know, we can talk about all this fun stuff growing up. But, you know, the Polish halls are super cool. And, um, you know, and I met Greg... You know, but we grew up together and stuff like that. And the Polish halls and the different things the halls did. I mean, then there was Jackson Street Hall. And way back in the day, I worked there. I bartended there and I cleaned the hall and stuff like that. But that was a cool place. You know, in back of that bar on the main floor, that was actually a stage. And there's a full stage back there where they used to sit back there and do movies and plays. Or not really movies, but plays. Really? Yeah. And then... um. Remember Taxpayers Club? Taxpayers, that's another one that's gone. My brother Bomber, Ed Chaponic, my oldest brother who's deceased, he died at 50, but he was a great polka musician. And Taxpayers used to have a ton of Polish bands and dances. Yeah. Performed and, there quite a bit when I played with the Triple A's. Yeah, and they, what street were they on? They were where... Second. Second Street, kind of where the Rockford Construction and Icon exactly. sign is. That's exactly. where they were. yep. And if people have pictures of any of this stuff, we'd love to see that, too. We can throw it up. But Taxpayers was there. Polish Vets was there. Um, um, who was Catholic yeah, War Vets? That was post-1500. They used Kosciuszka Hall. Yep, because my Busha used to be a member of the women of that. And we, of course, you know, way back when, your grandma sucked you into everything, kind of like things are today. And it was the Women's Altar Society at Sacred Heart Church. And literally, seriously, the women back in the day would take scrub brushes and buckets when that altar was all marble, and they would mop down and wop on their or on their hands and knees and scrub that altar because they used to have to go to church and do it. Did your mom do it too? Yep. She was probably, what Catholic school you, did you go to? Sacred Heart. Yeah, and we went to St. Peter and Paul. And, you know, I was an altar boy, and the worst thing was, you know, Back then, there were a lot of nuns that were teachers. (laughs) And the little short nun, her name was Sister Carola, took care of the altar boys. (laughs) And she would sit in the front pew of church, 
And if you were serving the mass that day, your black shoes better be shining. Your cassock that you wore better be touching the top of your shoes. Otherwise, beware. And even though she wasn't three foot tall, she meant what she said, and you were everybody was scared of her. But yeah. you know, that's being part of an altar boy. Yeah, because we went to a Catholic grade school too. You bet. And believe it or not, if you knew my brothers now and you knew them back then, it was hilarious because they were all altar boys. Bomber, my brother Bomber, was an altar boy, and he actually considered becoming a priest at one time. When you guys were growing up, did you ever play priest and nun at your house? Yes. Isn't that weird? I had a friend that lived on Lake Michigan Drive, and he built a portable altar in his closet. <laughs> was it Tommy Yazarski? <laughs> no, 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 no. His name was Tom, but his last name was Laskowski. Oh, Laskowski. And they, I believe they lived between Marion and uh, Lane Avenue right on Lake Michigan Drive. But he had a pretend chalice. Always enjoyed going there. We'd play church. Oh, I know. I would have to be the nun because I was the only girl with three boys. And my brother Bomber was always the priest. We had a room that had a pool table in it, and the pool table was the altar. And then Bobby and Timmy had to be the altar boys. And my brother Bomber actually had like a, it was probably one of my dad's beer chalices. And he would use that for the communion wine. And my mom used to buy Welch's grape juice. And that was the wine. And then we used to make host out of white bread we would take a shot glass and cut out uh, yeah that would work but it was funny because we did it and then bomber would open the bible up and act like he's preaching and i was the nun and i had a um i know it was a towel and then i used one of my mom's embroidery things and used that as the you know because we all we all used to knit and crochet and embroider pillowcases and scarves but that little thing that metal thing i don't know what they call it for an embro embroidery loom and that would be my, my nun thing. But that's hilarious how we used to play that. And back in the day, that was, you know. Yeah. yeah. In Gee. fact, I, you know, I dreaded the day when I was altar boy and I had to come home. You know, the altar boys put the black part of their uh, garment was called a cassock. And then the white part that you wore on top of that was called the surplice. Well, they needed to be cleaned, but the nuns didn't clean them. And at that time, you didn't take them to the cleaners. If you were an altar boy, you took your turn and took a dozen of them home. Oh. Oh, yes. But after they got washed, they had to be ironed and starched. I was just going to bring that up because and, oh, another part of being Polish is ironing. Yes. Oh, man. We can get on to that. Ironing, my job, because I was the only girl, my mom used to take the wash and wash it. And then she wouldn't. I think they either hung it on the dry, hung it on the line, or in the basement. A lot of women had their because of the winter in Michigan. You know, we used to have clotheslines in our basement. But then they would sprinkle it with water. Remember, did your mom do yes, that? Yep. Sprinkle it with water. I mean, they had like this special thing you put on any bottle, and it made it not like a mist, but a, like a rain thing, like a rain shower attachment. And we would take the wa we take the laundry, and it was pillowcases back then, sheets. Not just shirts and cassocks. And it was just, we ironed everything back in the day. And then she would sprinkle it with water, roll it up really tight, and put it in a plastic bag and put it in the freezer. Then we would pull it out of the freezer and iron it. 
and it would be like I used to call it Chinese laundry day and I hated it but you would sit there and iron for hours who ironed at your house my mother none of you guys had to do it did the girls no. nope oh probably because it was hot yep but you know like back steam in steam iron yeah but you know we ironed everything you know oh yeah it was crazy and I remember doing that and I used to say not Chinese laundry day oh, no yeah. I want to play with my dolls you know, and it's funny because um, even my Barbie clothes, because <laughs> I was lucky enough to have a couple Barbies that my Boucha had picked up for me, but um, stuff like that. I mean, and did you guys garage sale? Did your Boucha garage sale? Not a lot. My Boucha. My they got did. to the point where they we started having a lot of garage sales because of, you know, such a large family and toys that weren't being used anymore. You might as well get rid of them. Yeah, because my my Boucha hung out with Florence Wurzbecki, which was her sister, and Alice Ropaleski. They came from Poland. Um, my Boucha met her husband, um, Vincent Czarnetsky, on a boat from Poland. They both came over here when they were very young. My Boucha remembers being on that boat coming to America from Poland, and she had... Uh, bread in her pocket of her coat and she said she remembers the little mice because you know they couldn't afford to be up top because they were poor they were coming to America and um, she remembers mice a little mouse trying to get her bread in her pocket of her coat when she was coming to America and it's just weird and then they came to America and they set up whatever and it's funny because my judge or my her husband-to-be lived in the same neighborhood which I'm sure that's how a lot of the old Polacks met, or Polish people. I don't mean that Polak is a bad thing, but that's how the old Polish people met, through church, you correct, yep. in neighborhoods. And um, they had a farm, and later my um, Jaja went to work for McInerney Spring and Wire. He had been there a million years, and my Busha stayed home and raised her 10 kids. We had 10, my Busha did. Yeah, my mom had um, four. You guys had Eight? Seven. Seven. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? You Tom know, Uzarski's family, ten. Yeah, because the Uzarskis. And, hey, as long as we're talking about the Uzarskis, a huge Polish hero icon, which he would the most common guy you ever know, Tom Uzarski. You bet. You can talk about him. He's gone now. Um, unfortunately, he was gone at an early age, like my brother Bomber. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was um, a snowy Michigan day. He was out shoveling, and they found him dead next to his car. His best friend, Seymour, found him dead. That's and correct. It, it was just, I'll never forget that day. I was on a plane coming home from Florida, and I plane landed. My phone powered up, and I had probably 22 messages. Tommy died. Tommy died. I'll never forget it. And I walk off the plane. Chip Kozel was working for a Legionnaire at the time, and we just both looked at each other and just started bawling. But that was just amazing. Tom, let's talk about Tom Uzarski. Yeah, I, uh, that Tom was actually one of my best friends, and I had the opportunity to uh, play in polka band with him. And uh, that was, again, the triple airs. And believe it or not, we started our first job is when we were in seventh grade in grade school. Jeez. And I just, this morning I'm sitting back and I'm, just trying to count, and I'm going, this is unreal. Over 50 years ago, where's the time gone? And yet, you know? and but Tommy played saxophone. Tom played saxophone, had a print business, happy-go-lucky guy. 
We were always teasing them that we were going to get them married off. Nope. Didn't have the time for that. But he would give you the shirt off his back. The Polish trifecta, Tommy, you, Rocky, Rocky Rothenthaler, and Seymour. You bet, yes. And it was like the four of you guys were like the muchachas of Poland. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, what's really unique, too, is, okay, I've talked now a little bit, and for everybody that knew I played with the Triple Airs, it all got started because my father, Ray Roslanik, uh, he was teaching music lessons for Ray Kaminsky, and Ray and his wife Marianne lived between Marion and Garfield right on Vito. So, I mean, we all, and uh, their son Jerry now that's got a uh, polka band, we all grew up together, but... It was my dad and Ray Kaminsky, which is Jerry's father, and he had a music store at the time on West Fulton. Yeah. Not even, well, about a block, maybe a block away from John Ball Park. And Tom's dad, Don Uzarski, they played together for many, many, many years, and I think if I'm not mistaken... 26 years straight every Saturday night at Eastern Avenue Hall. Jeez. And, you know, my brother Bomber took his accordion lessons from Ray Kaminsky. And remember then Ray Kaminsky um, died of a heart attack, and it was a a total shock. That's another day I'll never forget is when my brother Bomber got that phone call because back then we had a house phone and the house phone rang, and then Bomber was just crying, Ray died. And, you know, and then my dad ended up coming to the house and, to calm him down, and oh boy, that but was But oh yeah, in years past, how exciting we would get to be able to go to a wedding reception and then be able to listen to just a few numbers of the polka band, and nine times out of ten, even if it was a relative or a good friend of the families, my dad and Ray Kaminsky and Don Uzarski, which was known as the Melody Rays, mm-hmm. would play for the wedding reception, and We'd just be thrilled to be watching our dad up there perform, and that's how I got going along with Tom Uzarski and Stan Dubas. Stan Dubas. You bet. Oh, Duba, Duba, Duba. Because us kids used to go, that's Mr. Duba, 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 Duba. Because it sounded like Dupa. Yeah. Mr. Duba, Duba, Duba. And we would laugh, but we'd never say it to his face because he'd probably probably grab us by the hair. And I'll never forget the... (laughs) You know, when we decided to try putting a band together, our very first practice was at Stan Dubas's mom and dad's house, and they lived on Watson. And right next door to them lived Jerry Kaminsky's grandma and grandpa. Well, because we were young, and Stan was taking accordion lessons and Tom saxophone lessons, I wasn't taking drum lessons at the time. Our very first practice, I used a TV tray and two uh, lead pencils as a <laughs> snare drum just to see if it would work out. Well, yeah, because you didn't dare, back them days, you didn't dare to ask your parents for money for whatever. No, because, no. like, we were so poor because, you know, my dad didn't pay child support. My mom worked 100 jobs to make ends meet, and my busha helped and stuff, and my her sisters, my mom's sisters. But, Mom, I want an accordion, or Dad, I want a drum set. You know what they'd say to us? No. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. But what was 
really, really unique was one Christmas day is when our parents decided that possibly we got something going with putting a polka band together. Tom Uzarski gets a saxophone for Christmas. I get a brand new set of drums for Christmas. And Stan Dubis gets an accordion. It must have been Santa. It must have been. It must have been and it was seventh grade. And I, I'll never forget our very first job. It was one hour for McInerney Credit Union uh, banquet. And that's all we played were sing-alongs. I've been working on the railroad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. It was at Godwin High School. That's so funny. And we were actually paid $5. Ooh, and you split all that money up? No, we each got five, $15 for a credit union banquet. Jeez. And we hoped we didn't make them broke. Yeah, and the thing, too, is us, when we used to serve them weddings, we would have to get there and we'd help them with whatever they needed prep-wise, and then it would be all glass dishes, all real silverware, and we would help them pack up them pots and pans, and we made eight dollars. Oh yeah, eight, and then we got a raise. And then one day we were ten dollars. And I went to high school or school, and I said, "Hey, my grandma has this catering business, and you know we can make ten dollars. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it." And I used to have to recruit, and then I became the lead, you know, for the catering. What a hoot! Oh yeah, what a hoot! But back when eight dollars or five dollars was a lot of money. You bet. I mean, you could get a glass bottle of pop. For what, a quarter? Oh, yeah. For a quarter, and that would be the big thing at our house because we were so poor we couldn't have pop. Did you guys ever have soda pop at your house? Very rarely. And it was the thing, too, is when I would get money, I would go up to the store and I'd get a bottle of pop and we'd be watching Mutual of Omaha's Wild, Wild World of Animals. I guess one of my big thrills was when we were real little kids, take a ride on a Sunday afternoon, and Mom and Dad would pull into McDonald's. Fifteen-cent oh. hamburgers. Oh, we can't afford we, it. Oh no, oh, that no. was the thrill of our life. We got a McDonald hamburger and French fries all oh, to ourselves. And then, because back then a hamburger was probably at fifteen cents or ten cents. But, fifteen cents. But you guys got lucky because this is what my mom would say: We're not stopping to Burger King. We got Burger King at fifteen twenty-three Garfield Northwest. We ain't got. We ain't stopping. And my brothers would. Ah, they'd be crying. We can go on and on and on. Let's get off the topic of food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's fun. But Tommy Azarski was a doll. He was just, he was, oh, man, this guy would just, and what was Tom's favorite saying? True story. Yes. True story. He would always say, true story, true story. And I, I think that kind of lives a little bit on me. But when I first got the guest house on stocking and start catering, he would pop in all the time. You know, it's like him and Eddie Subneski. Well, we forgot about Eddie. Who was, no, Rocky was the skinny idiot. Yep. And um, um, Eddie Subneski and the Subneski family, we got to get Eddie up here because Eddie, and unfortunately his, his sweet, adorable mother just passed away in 2018, um, but she was an icon too. She did so much stuff. She was a doll. She was a doll, just like your mom. You're Both your mom and dad have been gone for a while. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but you know, God bless them. How could they raise like my Bush and Judge, raised all them and kids and put us through high school too? Yeah, West Catholic with Jeez. tuition the way it is. And we went through Catholic grade school. But they felt school. it very important, and we were very thankful for it. Yeah, you know, 
crazy. You bet. And if you did something wrong, you paid the price. Well, yeah, and our parents didn't, like, beat us to death no, or whatever. No, I mean, back in the day, I mean, if you got walloped one time, you remembered it. You bet. Not oh. like today. You touch me, I'll call the cops. Yeah. my Here's mom. the phone. Call them. <laughs> my mom used to take the phone and throw it at us and said, here, I'll dial. There you go. <laughs> yep. But yeah. they just had to give you the look. Yeah. They just had to give you the look, and you knew. You knew. You know, but then there were times we would go, and we used to do a lot of times, they used to take us to the park. Back then, the family would go to the park, and we'd play on the swings, and that's, I guess, when you'd let burn off all that energy. One of the big things with my mom and dad, too, is, and especially on my dad's side of the family, would be the traditional Sunday picnics at Long Lake. Well, uh, we went there, too. They'd call, yeah, they'd call each other... Like after ch- we got home from church and is everybody free? Let's do picnic at Long Lake. Yeah. And the sandwiches. Yep. Yeah. Or you grilled hot dogs. Yep. Weenies. Yeah. And but, of course, you know, us kids wanted to play in the creek, trying to catch the frogs. And the tadpoles. Yep. And the soft shell crabs that we thought were worth a lot of money but weren't. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can just go on and on and on. But it's just cool. It's just Growing up Polish, being Polish, and I'm sure other nationalities have their thing too, but, and it's still, things are different now, I mean, than they ever were, but a lot of people like to keep them traditions alive, which I mean, I'm one of those, that's why I cater. I mean, I went to a Polish festival one year, and I seen them opening up a can with a can opener of sauerkraut and dumping it in a pan and warming it up and serving it, and I'm like, oh, can't do that. I said, my busha would roll. And then I just, you know, and I always had the talent. You know, I got blessed with that because, of course, I was side by side with my busha cooking. Did you guys cook much with your mom and dad? I didn't know because I was never home. I was busy uh, playing music. But, see, I got to cook and and stuff. Oh, yeah. But that's, you know, that's what you did. Yep. And I don't regret one minute of it. No. You know, you know cause, like I said, it was fun. Trying to keep the Polish tradition going, and that's what we're trying to do today. You yep. know, I'm involved with uh, the Polka Pops. Yep, there is a Polish radio station. W-I-G-R. Yep. The new Jethro FM, yep. 89.9 FM on the dial. Yep. And uh, every Saturday and Sunday from noon till 3 o'clock, you have myself, and hopefully we'll be hearing more of your voice. Well, I'm on the air every week anyways. But. Yeah. A lot of times calling in because you're so busy. But uh, we have uh, Scott and Mike and Chip and Mr. Anonymous. And uh, my nephew Donnie now just joined the crew. And uh, that's what they're we're there for, to keep that tradition going. Yeah, and we played. The polka show that... Bob Yasha Whitcomb started many years ago. And Jerry and Ernie. Yeah, then it was Jerry and Ernie. I can't wait to get into that whole thing. That's why I got to get Scott up here, too. There's so much we have to tell you, you guys. You got to listen. This can, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. It is. It's a reminiscent time. And hopefully get to the point where you could even do call-ins. Yeah, well, he had said we had the ability where people will be able to email us questions. And like today, we're going to kind of keep it to an hour, but we may expand it down the road to a couple-hour pod. But um, the other thing, too, is you can listen to it whenever. And like I said, if you definitely want to be a guest, please hook up with Greg or I. And exactly. Stuff, and we'd love to have you up here. 
Right. And we are going to do our next one coming up, um, coming up um, just before Easter, but we'll get that out to you. But other things, too, coming up is we've got Kabasa Idol June 8th, and we'll, we'll get Eddie up here to talk about that. You talked about the Malbrook Dance Group coming to West Catholic, and that's fun. They're little little Polish dancers. But the big one is in August. Yeah. Polish Heritage Society sponsors the Polish Fest downtown at Rosa Park Circle. Rain or shine. Yep. And, you know, because the thing keeps getting, keeps growing, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that between ten to 13,000 people visit every year within that three-day period. And, you know, and a lot of times there's something else going, a different type of uh, festival or whatever going on at the same time, but... And it's cool because, and you would think because of that many people down there, but it's never crowded. No. I don't think it's crowded. It's such a large area. And people, you know, I mean, you might have to wait in a line for food. And not. I don't even think for beverages it goes so fast. Exactly. But it's just cool. And every year, you know, they think maybe uh, a couple weekends you can put it together. But as soon as it's done one year, the following next couple weeks, we're right back at it, putting plans together for the following year. In fact, I'm already working on bands for next year. You have to get them while they're hot. You bet. You bet. But, you know, I well, guess, yeah, the big one is August 23rd through the 25th. And, and if you live through that, you can... You, live through any... And, yeah. And then if you, you can, can make, make it till Pulaski. Right. <laughs> if you can live through that, you can live through anything well like you said when i started dating my boyfriend the guy i've been with now for three years if you can handle this and you can make it through you might have a chance there you go so well what a great session today yeah i know and we flip-flopped around you know but well, that's what it's being, about exactly and this is the very first time I mean, we'll get better and better, and I look forward to doing it again with you, Laura. Yeah, I do too. I know we can get probably one or two more people up here to talk, but um, I want to thank you for coming up today. What fun. Oh, yes. I look forward to it, and I really appreciated the call when you asked me if I'd consider doing it. Yeah, because I asked some people, and they kind of were like, eh, but I'm like, it's fun. It's you bet. Fun. And, you know, it might have been that we're wishy-washy talking about this, that, this, and that, but... Like I told you before we started, we can just go on and on and on. And it'd be great to get a few more musicians up here. We can reminisce about all the polka bands that were together 10, 15, 20 years ago. And even the old Polish cooks. You bet. I've got a list a mile long here of things and ideas. So if we ever get backtracked, I can just look at my list and I got so much to talk about. And it's about you too, the listening people out there. I'd love to hear your memories and even if you don't want to come up, hopefully you can eventually, you know. Let us know if you enjoyed it or not and, and what you'd like to hear and, you know, we can make it work. And I plan on giving out recipes too. I don't I don't want the recipe. I want the real thing. <laughs> we'll bring up some food. Yeah. Next and time stuff. on the table, we'll have fresh Polish food. <laughs> that sounds good to me. There you are. Well, that's kind of wrapping it up for today. Uh, once again, I want to thank um, Greg for popping up today and saying, yes, yeah, I can do it. I'll meet you there. I love that. I certainly appreciate the phone call, and I look forward to doing it again. Yeah. This was fun. This was fun, yeah. And it's called the Polish Pod Cafe. I'm working on my logo. 
Um, my good buddy Keith Bott is working on it for me, but it's all in the works. It'll get better and better. And thanks for tuning in, you guys. And uh, give us your response. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear. Exactly. And if you want our autographs. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Laura Shaponic. I'm yours truly, Greg Roslanik, otherwise known as the Polka Boogie Man on the Polka Show. Oh, and I'm just that Polish girl. Yeah, all Polish. Yep. And Polish have, and proud. That's right. Someone's got to carry it on. You bet. And that's what we're going to do. Yep. we got to keep up the work those old people put in place for us. Thanks again, Laura. Yep, it certainly you. was enjoyable. Have a great day, everybody. You bet. Dobranoc. <laughs>